to our Friday profile. Now, this woman is one of South Africa's best-loved entertainers. She's been in the business for nearly 40 years. Uh, that's how long she's been in this industry for, and she's proving that she still has musical power. She's still such a powerhouse. Um, and uh, she's affectionately known, of course, as uh, Tandega, the loved one. We, but we also call her Painelopi. <laughs> and she started making waves in the music scene in the 80s, uh, and she earned herself legions of fans, both nationally and internationally. And her incredible book, an amazing memoir, Here I Am. It's a remarkable frank account of her life. Uh, it is star-studded with international stars ranging from uh, Brenda Fassi, there's Yvonne Chaka Chaka, Sipo Hotsticks, Mabuza. Uh, there's also Sharon Stone, Robert De Niro, Eric Clapton, and of course, her long-standing friendship with the late, great Nelson Mandela. And it also offers a detailed account of her descent into alcoholism and her absolutely determined exit from that existence. She fought hard and continues to live in sobriety. And she says she has realized uh, at the time what pulled her out of it is that she just simply didn't want to die. When you think of the kind of people she's performed in front of, she has sung for Queen Elizabeth, um, uh, kings and queens all over the world. Um, and uh, she was at Nelson Mandela's Welcome Home concert at Ellis Park in 1990. Uh, she also performed at Chris Honey's memorial service in 1993. Uh, so uh, the beauty of the book as well is that it tells her story but using South Africa as a backdrop. So she went from doing white-only clubs to doing all-black festivals and what a life it's been. PJ Powers is here. Hi there. Hi, my friend. How are you? I'm very well. Very, very well. So the name Pinelope, you were like, oh my gosh, I know she's going to bring that up. Zanya and I go back away. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and uh, we were judging pop stars. And, you know, dealing with long queues of people. Mm. The day is long. And we all thought we were going to be so nice. Yes, yes, <laughs> we were. I think we were. Yeah, we were. Uh, and in our boredom, in our moments of boredom, the name came up. <laughs> and I think it has stuck. Mm. Yep, Penelope. Penelope. Penelope Jane Dunlop is here. <laughs> so it was, let's, let's go back a little bit because your life has been incredible. It has. I've had it's a, been. I'm having and had a brilliant life. Yeah. Mm. So it was that call from Radio Zulu at the time. Yes. They invited you to perform in Soweto. Yeah. You were only 17. Yeah. And that literally changed everything for you. It did. It, uh, it changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. I went on stage with a, a simple song called You're So Good to Me. It was a rock ballad. Yeah. And for some incredible, wonderful reason, I um, was welcomed. By, you know, and it was a difficult time in South Africa, you know, um, the 80s and the 90s. Um, mm. And it was just a, it, it was a gift. And that was the day, in, like 31st of May, 1982, oh my when I was given the name Tandega. Mm. And it did. It, I, I left, we all left, the van left the stadium knowing that something fundamental had changed in right. my life. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, and in your book, you give an account, a great account of, you know, driving there. The roads were blocked uh, because of the police presence. But <laughs> you managed to get into the stadium. You do your first song. And people are like, uh, okay, we didn't expect that sound. And then you did your second song, yeah. which had, of course, the, the, the crossover appeal on radio, You're So Good To Me. And that's when the party took off. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, people kind of looked at me. I think I came out on stage singing Diana Ross's, I'm coming out. <laughs> and, and the search for crossover songs at that time, which yes. of course, were a dime, they weren't a dime a dozen. No. And, um, and then You're So Good To Me. Uh, 
people just looked and thought, what is this thing? I looked like a really bad version of Desperately Seeking Susan, you know. I just like <laughs> thrown on anything that I could of colour at home and arrived and spread like a Zulu version <laughs> of. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was an amazing day. Yes, yes. Living my life. Yeah, I was looking back at videos like of Jabulani, the aesthetic. What worries at the me time. is the young people are looking at those videos now. I'm like, ah, ah, rather look at me now. <laughs> over here, please. Over here, please. So your career was in essence born in the township in 1982. Yes, but another great thing is that um, the book journals your story. You know, with the country, what was happening in the country as that backdrop, and people who lived through the 80s know the terror. We know the terror that that decade was, you it know, was a states of difference. emergency. Yeah. Uh, and a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a terrifying sort of 82 to, so the, I mean, the, the whole ANC and Carter Freedom Party, that, the Ivan Bank violence. It was a terrifying place. Mm, but you made it through. But we went and sang you were the festival. <laughs> you, you were. You made it to the festivals. Yes. But as a result of that, of this huge followership that you developed, you also got this backlash from a lot of people in the white community. There were a number of attacks on you, the yes. Afia Beerwood protest, mm. uh, and you felt you, that you could have been in harm's way a lot of the time. You know, Azania, when you talk about it, sometimes when myself and Marianne were writing this book, mm. she said to me, how did you live this life? I'm like battling to write the book, to keep up. And when you say it like that, it's... it's, it's um, it takes me back to that place, and, and I can't really believe that I've done all of this. Yeah. I'm, like, proud and amazed, if you know what I mean, because it's a, it's, it's, it's a really full life. Yes. And um, I felt, um, I think I was too caught up in the love, um, you know, and we were separated then, but I, which I really do, don't like drawing attention to, but, but, you know, the black people embraced me, and I was so caught up in that unconditional love mm, acceptance that I used you got. to sort of... It was scary. It was the AWB scared me, and whites in general were scary for me. But, um, you know, as in all nations, not all are bad. Yes. So um, it kind of, it washed over me. Mm. And I think I was young and passionate, and um, I just knew that I was on the right journey. Yes. And when you know that you're doing the next right thing, it's, it, it, it happens easier if it gets you, you through yeah it gets you through yeah what would ordinarily deter a lot of people so what do you think of your place now have you found except within the white community particularly after what you oh, just yes, said I think now. after the rugby song I think finally I got the <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> the world in union yeah after the rugby song I kind of had acceptance yes. in, um, in, in in that community and yeah I uh, I have I love and I have been loved and, you know I'm, I, I do get a little speechless because I have nothing to complain about mm. South Africa has given me an, an amazing amazing career and life yes mm. you, talk, you always talk about um, the fact that you were privileged and whenever you see injustice injustice is one of the things you feel passionately about yeah i kind of have a knee-jerk reaction to yeah. injustice yeah and i think that's also what made me uh, what pushed me through any difficult time mm. is it i, I think it, my grandmother was an activist and it comes from a, a, a line of I, my i'm repulsed 
by injustice of any form. Yes. You know. She was a communist. Yeah, my grandmother was a communist. Interesting woman. <laughs> yes, she was. For mm -hmm. her time, if you think about it. So yeah. she, another thing that I think uh, you, you, were, you, you laid out quite well is that she would remind you of your privilege. Oh, gosh. Constant. My, so would my parents. I, I used to wake up every day and go, this, 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 this is not the norm, you know. It's like, listen, chill. You know, I know. I've heard it now. <laughs> As a but, teenager, you know, so you've said it a thousand times yeah, to me. I advise it to be told to a lot of privileged children out there. Mm -hmm. But they are privileged. It's not the norm. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So she was a, quite a force then, a source of influence. Oh, yes, absolutely. Personally, yeah. So was she the biggest form music. of influence? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. mum's mum, yeah. Um, I've met your sister. I know. <laughs> you guys uh, should have been twins. <laughs> your older sister. You're the baby from of four children. Yes, I am. What were you like as, say, a five-year-old? Probably irritating because I used to walk around with a tape recorder <laughs> saying, please interview me because I am the living testament to what you believe you become. And I thought I was a worldwide superstar. In at, the um, making. Yeah. So I used to walk around with a cassette saying, please interview me, because in my head I was famous. So I think I must have been quite irritating. Mm -hmm. um, but I was driven and a uh, and bit of a mommy's girl, actually. Uh -huh. And I wasn't naughty, <laughs> surprisingly enough. Yes. Uh, I was... Uh, mm. For someone who would become a rock star someday at school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> All those people that call me a rebel. Hard to believe now, exactly, exactly, because that's what we see. So you were quite single-minded, so single-minded. Not was. You are still, yes, single-minded, mm -hmm. but no plan B, this is the career you wanted, and this is what you're going yeah, to I do. Yeah, I've, I've always thought that plan B is a cop-out. It's a cop-out, mm. having a plan B in yeah, life. But you've got to succeed if you don't have a plan B. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're forced to. Probably not very good advice to be telling on, 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 on <laughs> a not? huge audience. But, why yeah. not? Because yeah. it worked for you. It worked for me. Yeah, so why not? Yeah. Um, and then you leave Durban, you come to uh, Johannesburg with a girl group, a rock do we really have to go there? Can't we go into the prison? <laughs> hey, it wasn't oh, always it was bad. It wasn't always roses, yes. No, so the group was bad. And we were fired. What was it? Hatha. Panther. Panther. With an A. Panther. We thought that was going to make all the difference if we spelled it P-A-N-T-H-A. <laughs> 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 so the band got fired from we got, Yeah, we got fired from every place we ever, ever. So what, you step off stage and they say, we never want to see you again? No, 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 they did. It was residency, so they let us sort of stay for three weeks and so we did too much damage to the club. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in all fairness, we did perform at the at the Woodstock Festival in, 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 uh, with Joy and Jaluka and uh, so, you know, yeah. it couldn't have been all bad. But No, you couldn't mm, have been. Yeah. Couldn't have been. Mm. But there was uh, the influence of Mike Fuller. Yes. Who then recognized that you, yes, there's the group, but as a group, it's not going to work. Let's do away with that. And then let's create something around yes. PJ Powell. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he, he had insight and he did. He created a group around me. Hotline, and, yeah. Yeah, and we became Hotline. Mm -hmm. Which then, our first single was a, was a hit. Yes, mm. yes. That's incredible, you know, to have someone recognize that. And you're single-minded as well. And we had no drive. desire or plan yeah. to be a crossover act. You must understand that. But there was no... We didn't... You know, go with beats per minute and this and that. Oh, this is gonna. This and that. It was nothing. Was it, was, it was just absolutely. Yeah, it was natural. It was wonderful, and that's why it worked and has lasted. Absolutely. Wow. Um, but 
the process of becoming, you know, there's the idea then, let's build a, a, a band around her, but then there's also the process of becoming PJ Powers. Uh, you're Penelope Jane uh, Dunlop. You couldn't go on stage with that name. Certainly not. Uh-huh. Tires, and I was overweight. <laughs> Imagine, PJ Dunlop rolls onto stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you had the choice of what? PJ Presley? Presley, um, Penny Lane, Penny and Lane. Powers. I mean, I asked the audience out there, what would you have chosen? <laughs> PJ Powers, exactly. of course. I couldn't imagine you being PJ Presley. Or no, not Penny Lane. I can't imagine myself being out there anything other than powers. Actually. Yeah, you know, great choice, great, great choice. Um, and then, uh, when you talk about being a good girl, yeah, you never did the drugs. Oh, you, yeah, you didn't do the drugs. Mm -mm. You didn't do the smoking. For the early part of your life, you didn't do. You, you were a good girl. Yes, I was. You even talk I about how you you only yeah. lost your virginity in your mid twenties. No, no, that's an exaggeration. But <laughs> not the mid twenties. That's pushing it, isn't it? I wasn't wearing a blue frock. But <laughs> but yeah, I was. I was. I, I certainly wasn't. So how did music you avoid the drive. sort of music? Doing the wasn't music. so much that I was a good girl, other than that I was driven. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about driven. Last night, I went to see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, <gasps> yes. And my there's a history there. You know, I, it was. I mean, obviously, I grew up on Queen, and um, you know, to sit in Hyde Park and those like Lani seats. I, you know, I have, I've, I've been writing and been away and been at home for the last two years. Yeah. And I, my mum died, and it's. And um, but I've also been travelling in Africa, but. To sit in those chairs and to watch that man and that group mm. and the 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 drive it was staying driven. Um, I sat and it was I was goosebumps because I was reminded of what it's like. And I must be honest, I sit here today feeling re-injected. So anyone that's looking for inspiration, get out there, man, and, and, and watch the movie. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. No, you know, you I have, have seen the, 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 the trailer. I'll make a point to it's watch brilliant. it. But you had an exchange with the drummer from, from the group, from Queen. No, I had an, I, I had an exchange with the... Uh, I wish I had a bigger exchange, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had an exchange with the guitarist. The guitarist. You know, I'm a huge fan of guitar-based music because Hotline was, you know... And Brian May um, is, for me, one of the finest guitarists that ever... Um, that ever walked the planet. You know? yes. I think he's up there with, you know, Clapton and, and, and Lukather and all of them. And uh, I was doing the 4664. Um, Mandela. Uh, Mandela, but not not the concert part of it. I was, uh, there was a big dinner at Fergelechen mm -hmm. down in the Cape. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oprah was there. And it was, you know, I actually was physically ill before I went on stage. Oprah was in the audience, the cause. Um, uh, besides our own local talent, the cause, um, the, Peter Gabriel, wow. the whole of Queen, yes. Annie Lennox, yeah. um, anyone who was anyone yeah. was in that audience. And um, Oprah came, sort of walked across, um, you know, where I was singing, and she was kind of mobbed. I mean, even though it was a very, I mean, Beyonce came <laughs> tripping over for a for an interview. I mean, for an autograph and a picture with her, and that kind of thing. So what happened to me was it was it was um, unbelievable. It was a low stage, and I didn't. I, there I was singing, and Oprah sort of had this photo session in front of me. Wow! Um, in the middle of your performance. in the middle of my performance, and it, it's not that she was. To, it, it was just a, the circumstances, and I'll never forget Brian May and Peter Gabriel, but Brian May in particular because he's so tall. 
wall and he happened to be standing and he locked eyes with me and he just willed me oh. through that concert. You know, it was an amazing experience. The cores were also fantastic. Anastasia, there were a few people that felt what I was going through and they just were like, yes. we're here for you. Yeah, sing to focus, us. Yeah, yeah, focus on yeah. us. Focus uh, yeah. on yeah. us. Afters, I remember going That's incredible yeah. generosity. It was unbelievable. One of the girls from the cores said to me, I don't know how you did that, but it was fantastic. Whoa. I don't know how you held on. And, uh, <laughs> Great accent. And, uh, you know, but Brian May also said, well done, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was... It was an amazing, uh, it, was a, it was a horrible, yeah. but an amazing experience at the same time. Yes. Well, we know your friendship with Nelson Mandela writing you yes. that letter whilst he was in prison about how much he loved your music yeah. and what you're doing for South Africa, yeah. which was incredible. And then after that, uh, you in your career, you developed friendships with so many other well-known artists. Yes. Uh, Eric Clapton, interactions with a whole bunch. But then there's a great story with you and Sharon Stone. Which oh, yeah. is like <laughs> only uh, the stuff that uh, someone like you. Yeah, going on a, in America, they have double sunbeds. And being on a sunbed with Sharon Stone, I'm feeling like Shrek when she was <laughs> this incredible. Because um, you were living in her pool house. Yeah. What and, they call a pool house. Yeah, what they call a pool house. Because <laughs> my home. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, man. But it was a, an adventurous life, an absolutely adventurous life. What a moment as well. And you've brought back, because we just marked uh, his passing, you know, yes. the anniversary yes. of his passing. We're celebrating a hundred years. So to take us back to and that, I think I heard a whisper dinner. somewhere last night while I was sleeping. It was Dada, and he was saying, "It's enough now." <laughs> It's enough now, she says. Listen, it's 24 minutes past two. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to conclude our conversation with PJ Powers, who's had such a fantastic career. And what you're hearing in the background, of course, is Rubber Duck. And they're sitting up and warming up to bring you 702 Unplugged. The Money Show. Weekday. Well, it's 27 minutes past two. We're having our off-air catch-up. <laughs> and we're nearly at the end of our conversation uh, with my friend and my guest today, PJ Powers. And what a life it's been. 40 years now, right? Yeah, next, my, year. next year. Next 40, year is yeah. 40 years. Yeah. But it's also what... That's my age as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you and I appears. You're, you're younger than me. <laughs> um, but another milestone that you're marking next year is 10 years of sobriety. Oh, I'm marking a lot of milestones next year. 10 yeah. years of sobriety, yes, on the 9th of January. And, you know, I've taken some, some time to sit back and, and think about what new music I want to deliver. I'm working with a, a very world-famous guy that's working with Diana Ross and, and, um, and Spencer Proffer yeah. in the States. And I'm... I, tra- I mean, I did a lot of travel. I had a big hit in East Africa and uh, last year, and I've done a lot of Uganda, a lot of Africa. I like being Pan-African. Yes. I urge everybody to think about being part of the continent. It's quite a vibe, yeah. and you learn so much. Um, but I've, I've taken time off. I've got, a, I've got a new catalog of songs that I've been writing, Yes. and I am going to come out and celebrate a whole lot in 2019. I'm starting to go out. I'm yeah, going to find a date. Every time we catch up, and it's still we the same. We must see each other. We must see each other. But apart from that, it's like you just 
a homebody. I am. I am. I. But I'm. I'm. Yeah. Work I'm here. Workaholic homebody. You have a lot. For you. <laughs> I'll get you out there. We should make sure we get you yeah, out should. there. Yeah. I but do, I, I do go to your salon, by the way. Mmm. Yeah, we love that. Beautiful. But um, in, in I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm waiting for. I feel like. With the 10 years, there's also an opportunity for um, uh, an addition, a new uh, edition of your book. Yes. Almost with an extension of uh, the doggy chapter, the final chapter in your book, where yeah. you reflect on um, the adversity and what the lessons have been out of that. Incredible, incredible. And you're right. And that's exactly what I, is, is on the cards. Um, it is an amazing, an amazing ten years, and the book ends as I sober. So, mm. what is ex- what I've experienced, and I think that, you know, um, obviously one serves oneself and one has an ego, but I think if you're writing something, be careful that you write it with a purpose, that somebody else will find purpose in what you're writing. Yes. you know, if possible. Yes. and um, that's the kind of book I want to do. It's a book I did, and I'm very proud of here I am. And going forward, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. We all have issues. And if you haven't got issues, you just, if you think you don't have issues, you, you're mistaken. You're mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry like to, to tell something. you the bad news, but <laughs> you're mistaken. We know about issues. <laughs> yeah, we know about issues. Um, and I think there's so much, if you reflect and then you share it with us, because people always come to you and tell you how your story has helped, helped them. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got a lot of that from all over the world. Mm. You know, I have a, a man that's sobered up in England. That got to my and it's it's a wonderful feeling and it's a wonderful thing to think that you have helped yeah somebody or you've been the inspiration behind somebody as I know you know that feeling yeah you know it well mm. <laughs> you're too kind um, you worked with Jabba oh God, Jabba well, no, no, no. my best ever can, can, I did a collaboration with Radio and Weasel and you know you did a collaboration I'm with Weasel like and don't do collaborations with PJ Powers because um, Swisswangwane Swisswangwane yeah. Passed away, Jabba passed mm-hmm. away, and also um, a, a duet that I did had a huge hit for a song called "Home to Africa" in East Africa. Mm-hmm. A, um, a duo called the Radio and Weasel. Mm-hmm. Um, a weasel died, and uh, hmm. yeah. it's um, it's Jabba's passing was by far the had the biggest impact on me. Um, mm-hmm. I I miss him. I, I loved I loved Jabba. I really did. Yeah, I loved him. Yes, I think we'll, we'll we'll miss him. Yeah, we'll feel that he was voice. more than any, anyone and anything else. Yes. Oh man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I wish we'd had time just yes. to go back. Well, maybe to, we should actually get up and have that lunch we keep bleating about. Uh huh. <laughs> and just watch people flock <laughs> to you <laughs> and to you. <laughs> That's the wonderful BJ Powers. She's always just love her energy. You always left better from having hung out with PJ Powers. Thank you for coming. Lovely compliment. Thank you so much. And thanks, South Africa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's now bring you the headlines. We've got Tara Penny with us.